This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. Look, before we start this episode of the James McMahon Music Podcast, I need to tell you something. I need your help. I need you, when you finish with the episode, to go to the platform you've listened to this podcast on and give me a rating, a review, and to subscribe too. It helps me cheat the algorithm and get more ears on the podcast. And know this, I'm very grateful for it. Also, I have a substack where I write about music and film and telly and all sorts of stuff. I love it if you sign up for dispatches. There are different price options, five quid a month, 50 quid a year, and for that, you get access to loads of exclusive writing and podcasts. It's the most helpful thing you can do to support the stuff I make. And again, I'd be so grateful. That's spook.substack.com. That's spook with three O's. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank Jesus. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast. Oh, shit. You're listening to the James McMahon Music Podcast. And I'm your host, James McMahon. And this is a Spook Media production. There's £1,300,000 to win in Britain's biggest bingo. Eyes down tomorrow on your new card. 50000 every week in the sun, 30000 every game in the news of the world. So when I was editing this episode, first I sped it up and then I slowed it down. And that, friends, is a joke that I stole from my friend Paul Jeans. You should know that the books viz that I speak to today, that would be Cheryl Baker and Jay Aston. Mike Nolan is off cover in the group's Eurovision trophy, which they won in 1981, probably. Don't actually trade under the name Books Fizz. They call themselves the Fizz. But since Bobby G's version of the band haven't been in operation since 2018. I'm going with Books Fizz. Is that your um, is that your dog, Jay? Yes, he's always heavy. I, I, I he's I always by my side. <laughs> I can't I can't work out if you were just hungry. <laughs> um, now this podcast regularly has dogs on, so we should we should introduce your dog. What what's your dog's name? Ted. That's good, isn't it? Why why Ted? It's actually after my dad. Oh, I like that. <laughs> It's um, I've got quite a big garden, and I always remember I I live where my parents used to live. Okay. I always remember my mum shouting out to my dad, "Ted, your dinner's ready." Oh, and when my dad lo- left, and he loves this land so much, I thought I've got to still have a Ted so I can go, "Ted, oh, <laughs> dinner's <wow>. ready, <laughs> dinner's oh. ready." I like I like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would have been quite weird if if your dad had been named Rover. <laughs> And he could have just reappropriated it for the dog, but no, I, I, I like Ted. Speaking of, speaking of dinner, um, I'm I'm having absolute flashback, Cheryl, to rushing home from school to watch Record Breakers right now. I was a big fan. Was uh, a big... It was a great program. I was very lucky, very lucky to to do that show. That Eleven show. series I did. Have you mm. been do- Have you been doing much telly, or is all the focus on the fizz at the moment? Um, no, we. Do- I mean, we do occasional tellies. Um, 
Well, when were we on recently, Jay? Oh, no, we did something that will be on, it'll probably be on tomorrow for the announcement. They're announcing the, uh, they're doing the handover tomorrow in Liverpool, aren't they? And we pre-recorded a thing for Breakfast TV last week, so it uh, probably was going in the morning. But um, no, not not presenting telly anymore. It's 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 changed, and also I'm too old. I wouldn't be if I was a bloke. Mm. But, uh, but it's, a sexist, <laughs> it's a sexist old business, this TV lark. So um, you know, it definitely is. I I feel it like, is. yeah, I feel like you know, just it, there's like this weird, almost like sexist sandwich filling where it's like. You can be young, or I think you can sort of be like older and distinguished, but just women disappear in the middle. That's yeah. really wrong, yeah. I think. It's awful. It's awful. But there's not an awful lot I can do about it. So you just have to accept it and and do what you can. You know, there's um, we'll have, there'll be a lot of opportunities for TV appearances leading up to the Eurovision. That's for sure. We already know uh, on the day before the Eurovision that we're doing. Um, I think Good Morning Britain, and we're doing the one show, and it's gonna it, it'll explode around Eurovision time. Always yeah. does every year, doesn't it, Jay? Every year it, it does. I'm just sorry, I'm just fiddling around with this because um, I've done three interviews already, and my phone's already kind of needing to be plugged in. So I don't want to lose you. This is showbiz. It's crazy. I mean, I'll be I'll be on a show when you turned up on my screen. I thought it might have been you know your daughter or something. You know, I was like black bloody hell. <laughs> Show show oh. Baker. Show Baker is aging like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the know, sediment at the bottom that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you say about Eurovision. I mean, you know, I, I bloody love Eurovision. Like, it, did, is it like, you know, you say everything kind of kicks into gear, but do you kind of still very much feel like part of that, like, fervent? You know, like you still still feel part of that kind of almost family, really. Yeah, it's a very small family. If you think that only five um, times we've won, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. and Sandy Shaw and Lulu almost like pretend it never happened for them. So it's just us, Katrina and brother of a man that are still happy to say we won Eurovision. Right, right. Um, and Sam Ryder, of course, he didn't win, but you know, he won everybody's hearts. Yeah, amazing. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah changed, he changed that broken record. That's for sure. So what have you have you have you met Sam? No, we haven't yet. No. no. No, we haven't. He seems very nice, though. It doesn't he yeah. seem nice? He seemed like a really lovely bloke. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was a bit like, I don't know, I was a bit like, you know when people are really nice and I sometimes wonder what they're hiding, you know? Like, I'm a bit like, a lot of my favourite people are quite, you know, grumpy or because it's just, I feel like that's just very real, you know, and you know where you are with those people. But so when Sam Ryder was grinning all the time, I was all a bit the like, time. I was a bit like, oh, you know, where are the bodies buried? But he does, gen- <laughs> he does genuinely seem very nice, you know. He so. does, doesn't he? Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. So you've got this gig at Indigo at, uh, at the O2. Is that is that March? 31st of March. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good good memory skills. I didn't even have that on my screen. That's very exciting. You can go for a you can go for a five guys just round the corner before you play or after you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, that's a given, isn't it? Of course we will. <laughs> have you? When was the last time you uh, you were playing? Friday. Where did you play on Friday? Um, Butlin's Skegness, uh, an eighties weekender, and we've got another one this Friday in Minehead. They are fantastic there's so much fun and there's thousands of people there who was on who was on the bill uh go west who else jay um um yeah 
can't remember. Go west and Sonia. Uh, Sonia. Who else was on? Um, oh blimey! It wasn't <laughs> the normal. Yeah, it wasn't the normal. Um, I can't remember. I know Go West were on the next day, weren't they? After us. Yeah. Uh, do you generally feel like when you do those things, like are they the sort of same faces or? Well, yeah. I mean, they're all because it's an eighties weekender. You do get to see the same people. Um, more recently, we we worked with Paul Young. Next week, we're working with Tony Hadley. Um, These are good names. Sonia, Sonia is a, a regular. She often dro- um, turns up. Um, the guy from Brother Beyond. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, they do great lineups. It's they're they're really good. They're so much fun, and everybody dresses up. So, so and there's a group of four people. They're inevitably, inevitably dressed as Bucksby's in the audience. You know, it's 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 so much fun. So much fun. Do you, do you know what I was? Uh, so I was born 1980, and so sort of my childhood's, you know, Stock Aitken and Waterman and all that. Yeah. And, uh, but I went to a friend of mine um, got married on a boat on the Thames, and it was like 80s themed. And I'll be honest with you, I was by the time the wedding finished, that like, I was ready for the 80s to be over. Um, it was like it. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like it went all the way up to the Thames barrier. And I was like, oh, this is quite nice, you know. And my problem was is I, I smoke, right, for my sins. And my problem was I, I didn't take enough cigarettes with me. So it went all the way up to the Thames Barrier. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, once it gets back to Blackfriars, I'll be able to, you know, have some cigarettes or whatever. And then it went all the way up the other end. So I must have been on this boat for like three hours. And I was like, I was like, I genuinely can't hear Bross one more time. <laughs> it's still, it's a, it's a great decade, though, for music. And Stock yeah. Aiken and Waterman, you know, we, um, we've done four albums now with Mike Stock. Yeah, uh, yeah. As, as recently, you know, one was released a couple of months ago. So, um, so which is pretty phenomenal. Did you see the, um, the, uh, the program on the telly for the last couple of weeks. They were so good about yeah. Stock and Waterman. I, I saw Pete Waterman tw- tweeting about it. I, I, I really want to get <clears throat> Pete Waterman on the podcast. Um, what was that weird noise? That was me blowing my nose. I've got a cold. Oh, mate. Get <laughs> some, uh, get some lem- it's real. It's get live. Some- She's get real. Get some lemon sit down, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh it's thrown me that no uh i saw i really want to get pete Walton on the podcast and I, I tweet him regularly and i'm like hey pete come on the podcast we can talk about trains if you want because i know he really likes trains um yes they mentioned that on the program because he said that's where i had he pointed up to a window because all three of them were outside of where they used to do all their recordings and he pointed to a window and said that's where i had my my train set what's mike stock like he seems to on, on twitter he seems to just be very angry <laughs> oh, he's very opinionated. He's very. He's got very strong opinions on different things. But disregarding that, you know, we work with him as a musician. Yeah. He's just a genius. He's he works so fast. He's so clever, isn't he, Jay? He's brilliant. Yeah, he's really good fun. He knows what he wants. And I think because he likes people who can do harmonies, and Cheryl's brilliant at harmonies. Yeah. So Mike and Cheryl kind of start with the song. And she comes up with loads of different ideas and he says, try this, try this. And so it's, it's we've got into a pattern now where, to begin with, the first album was a bit of a tryout. But now we can go in and work with him really quite quickly and we yeah. can get virtually the whole album done. Although we're only singing to sort of keyboards and uh, a simple drum. And then we, we put our vocals down, then go back maybe a few weeks later and, <coughs> and lay more harmonies. But we can do it really quickly. And it's because he kind of knows what he wants. 
and he's just a joy to work with. You know, it's really great. Do you two remember when you met each other? Yeah, I know exactly. It was the 11th of January, 1981, and it was in the front room of the woman who put Bucks Fizz together. I'd never seen or heard of Jay before. She'd never seen. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. Because in 1978, um, Jay was in Miss, was it Miss Great Britain? Miss England. Miss England. And because we were, I was in a band in those days called Coco, and we were the cabaret for the Miss England competition. So although we didn't actually meet, we were both in that show. Jay Jay was a competitor and I was the, uh, the artist performing. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? So we, we kind of did meet before, but we didn't realise it. I remember her because she had this, you had this little um, hat on, didn't you? It was all yeah, beady. Yeah, little skull cap. I, I really remembered you in that gig because cause I was aware of music because of my family and all of that. And and I just thought, she's superb. And the camera really <laughs> liked you. So she, I really remembered her. So when I met her, I was like, I know that face. <laughs> <laughs> um, C- Coco competed in Eurovision, didn't they? In 1978, yeah. yeah. Is, am I right in saying that you, because you didn't do very well that time, did you? We came 11th, which was the worst the UK had ever done at that time. So am we I did cre- a lot worse after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally, un- unquestionably. Am I correct in saying, though, that, that well, that's got to be the, that's got to be the kind of the biggest rise in the shortest amount of time, surely, like to go from being placed 11th to finishing first in what? In three years later. Yeah. yeah, totally, yeah. Did that it feel was, kind of like vindication or anything? It was, uh, I didn't expect to get the opportunity again because I was a huge Eurovision fan. Right. And and so I thought that that was my one chance and we blew it. Right. And uh, and so to, to get the opportunity again three years later was absolutely blooming fantastic. Right. Uh, it was, it was honest. And then to win, wow. It was, you know, it's every childhood kid's dream. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone, everyone loves, loves Eurovision yeah. anyway. Yeah. 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 Do, do you feel like, I mean, it's, it's weird because I was, I was playing some book spears this weekend, right? Because, you know, like, I mean, I, I like a lot of different kinds of music, but I'm a big fan of sort of that. I'm a big fan of that kind of 80s pop that you used to hear. I used to hear it like my local 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 working men's club and everyone was having a really good time. And I, I, I kind of guess with like books fits, like there's a quote by Phil Oakley from Human League where he kind of really praises you, right? And they, and they were, you know, Human League were a very credible band, right? Do you ever feel like kind of people dismiss books fits? Do you feel like there's almost like there's more sort of artistry to books fits than people give you credit for? Oh, definitely. God, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I, I, I mentioned this earlier on, didn't I, Jay, that Eurovision, yeah. without Eurovision, we'd be nowhere, but it also hangs like, around our neck like a big weight because right. people just don't take you seriously. Right. And, yeah, we did have a great relationship with Human League. They were, and, uh, and they, they knew were we could sing. Like, yeah. You know, it was, it was, it's completely unfair and it's very noticeable on the radio because um, if you listen to any of the shows, especially the ones that celebrate 80s music, we are very rarely played on them. And yeah. I think it's some kind of snobbery or the fact that they think of us as cheesy pop. We weren't. My camera never lies. There's nothing cheesy about camera, yeah. nothing cheesy about Run For Your Life. They're great. When we were young, where's the cheese in that? They're fantastic pop songs. But all they see is making your mind up, winners of the Eurovision, don't play them. 
so, yeah. it's so weird making your mind up though because it's like it's like such an anomaly in your catalogue really yeah it's a very different tune i mean all our songs are quite eclectic if you go through all our albums you would wonder if that was the same band and yeah. it's really our vocal sound that ties through it because they're all very <coughs> very diverse songs it became a fizz fan that you got into because it wasn't making your mind up part one two and ten it was all very different and where where I think we've carried on is that we've had a fan base that have grown with us um, and they've got into that. We, we, you know, they've enjoyed the diversity within the songs. Right. right so I, yeah. think, I think that's how we've survived because our core fans are, who are fabulous. It's about seeing us live, you see, because when we used to do all the pop shows and we were on top of the pops or whatever, a lot of them were mimes, and, and, and it, most people mimed them because they didn't have the facility to do it live. Yeah. And, and when people would come and see us to performing, that's when they would usually become a fan because they go, oh, I get it now. Right, because right. really making the mind up was the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird, though. Like, do you know, so the song – Land of Make Believe. Yeah. I mean, it's a tune. Did you know that it was like a bit of a dig at Thatcher's Britain? Oh, it, yeah, that's what they say. But it's, I mean, actually, uh, he's also, as well as he's said that it was written about Thatcher, he's also denied it and said it was about someone else. So I, I would uh, I would take that with a pinch of salt. Right, right. Well, is it, yeah. is it, it, I, was, I guess I was just trying to get the, the sort of more depth there, really, than just being, as you say, you know, cheesy pop. He was, yeah. uh, at that time, um, he was uh, living in the middle of Mallorca in a, in a villa that just had um, big old cushions on the floor and he would sit oh. and write all these magical lyrics like um, he wrote the lyrics to Rain or Shine. They're mm. magical lyrics. Land of Make-Believe, they're magical lyrics. A bit yeah. scary, actually. They're a bit scary, but they're magical lyrics. I think he's just a very clever lyricist. Um and and people, you know, he has said apparently that it was about Thatcher's Britain, but where where is it about Thatcher's Britain? <laughs> well, it's probably just the land of make believe, just that line. <laughs> I like it. I I um I worked with uh, Peter Howitt, who used to be Joey in um in Bread, oh, and yeah. he he was in a, a comedy band in the eighties, and they reworked the lyrics to the band the land of make believe, and they called it. The band that make you heave. <laughs> nice, nice. Is, is that that you're in the bed, Cheryl, in the video, aren't you? Yeah. So we, me and my wife were watching it on Friday night, right? Because it's always whenever I've got interviews coming up, I always just kind of get a bit obsessed with who I'm going to speak to. And we were watching the video, and um, my wife said to me right at the end, she was like, "Has she got into bed and without drying off?" And I was a little bit like, I'm not sure that's the takeaway you should be. <laughs> well, I like that. the fact that I'm, for some reason I've got a raincoat on in bed. I mean, what's all that about? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can't be too careful. <laughs> when you win Eurovision, what do you get? Like other than obviously you know being in the record books and such like, but I mean, do you get you get a trophy. You get you get one trophy that you never see. Because <laughs> someone's got it. So yeah, is, Mike Nolan's got it. Mike Nolan's got it. Oh, right, right, right. So, so you, so you never get to you, basically Mike has it, and you don't get like visiting rights. No, not at all. <laughs> he will, he will not let. Do you know what he had the cheek to say? I've left it to you in my will. This is Mike Nolan. I've left it to me. So Jay, I'm sorry, but you're never going to see it. 
<laughs> but I've got to wait till he dies before I get it. I mean, honestly, it's not even his. It was all of us but won it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite shocked there, Cheryl. Can I loan it off you occasionally at Christmas or something? I'm all right then. You need to get someone to make a, uh, you know, like music biopics or something. A replica. Yeah, yeah, well, you see, for our 40th anniversary, Mike said, I've got you something. I've got, and I thought, oh, he's got us a replica of the Eurovision song. But no, he gave us something, I don't know, what was it, a pair of earrings or something. I don't want that. I want the Eurovision trophy. <laughs> no, what, what, what I was saying was, uh, like, pop biopics <laughs> are so big now, right? Like, every, you know, there's yeah. so many. Someone needs to make a Books Fizz. Well, yeah, there's such a yeah. story, isn't there? There's such a story. Exactly, there's, right? There's such drama. There's so much drama in our in our in our, yeah. our careers. You should be pitching. And that private around, line. I mean, look, Jay's just got over cancer, so um, yeah. there is so much drama. Jay, are you uh, in? Are you in the clear now? Yeah, um, hopefully. That's good, isn't it? As much as you can be. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's <laughs> that's really amazing to hear but you, no you should you should pitch that around like the book the books for his story i mean there's all there's all there's all sorts of drama when i said to uh i said to a friend of mine you know i always sort of say to my friends who i'm interviewing this week and i said oh, i'm interviewing books for this week and Lovely. she 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 was like so excited in a way that she's not excited when i say oh, i'm interviewing blur or something do you know what i mean she's like, she was like so excited I think, we're a, we're, I think we're a guilty pleasure no, 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 no. Gilly pleasures, gilly pleasures don't exist in my book. You know, it's like, why would you, unless you're doing something very, very bad, like, why would you feel guilty about pleasure? Do you know? Like, if you like something, yeah. you like, if you like something, you like something. Yeah, yeah. I think there are a lot of people who, we, and we know this for, for sure, some of our fans, because we've got a big fan club, we've got about six, over 6,000 people, isn't it? Six and a half thousand in the amazing. fan club. Yeah, and when we hold events, they come talk to us and, uh, and so many of them, moreover, the guys than the girls, say that they had to keep it quiet back in their school days that they were fans of Bucks Fizz because, you know, what, you're not fans of Duran? You're not fans yeah. of Spandau? Yeah. And no, actually, Bucks Fizz. And they had to keep it quiet. So they're the ones with the guilty pleasures, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, that must be why those new, these new records are getting into the charts, though, right? I mean, that's like... There's there's real loyalty, like you know, and I know so many people in the music industry who like work with new acts that really struggle to get a top forty record now, and the fact that you can get in there, I mean, that's amazing. Amazing loyal fans, really. We owe it all to the fans. Do you have any weird fans? Yeah, of course we do. <laughs> of course we do. How do we you don't deal? talk about that. You wouldn't yeah, change them, though. You wouldn't change them. I mean, how how do you deal with them? Um. You put them in a cage usually. <laughs> Fair enough. Do, do you know what? That this might be the moment that we uh, we should probably put a put a uh, what's the phrase? Put a I almost said put a bell on it. Put a bow on it. That's it. This this <laughs> might, we should probably put a bow on this. But uh, listen, I really hope that you uh, you get well soon, Jay and uh, Cheryl. It's um, on behalf of my twelve year old self. This has been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you. Really yeah. good to talk to Well, that was episode 125. Thanks to Cheryl and Jay for the chat. Thanks to Sasha Taylor-Cox for hooking us up. The theme tune is by the band Jobbers. And I'll see you soon.
shapes out of sandwiches. The sandwiches I need. Bread. Now let's see, I'll take the chopper off. Actually, I think the chopper's the best part of the bread. We want two thin slices for each sandwich. Be ever so careful with sharp knives. And if you're a bit worried about using them, then ask a grown-up to do it for you. It's best to be safe. Don't want to cut your fingers. Right, that's that. Or you can use sliced bread if you prefer.